Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, buddy. The A team. You got to go A team when you're talking to Mr. T coming up on the podcast in a matter of moments. A little bit of history with Mr. T. I would come home from school. I'm about to tell him that. And I would watch the A team, and it was awesome. And who didn't see Rocky Three, and who wasn't absolutely mesmerized by Cloverlang, and I pity the fool, and prediction pain, and everything that was Mr. T. But I think, as you're about to hear, so unbelievably likable this guy, and not overly impressed by himself, humble reflective, interesting, has some great stories. He was a bodyguard for Muhammad Ali. Talks a lot about Ali coming up here. Uh, Leon Spinks gets a mention. A lot of good stuff here. And also we start out with a story where Mr. T used to show up to Chicago Bulls games back in the day that he really enjoyed that I brought up, and I, I think he'll get a kick out of it. So T is coming up. First up, we do have to mention that the Windy City Podcast with Mr. T is sponsored by, you know it, you love it, Manscaped. That's right, the new Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. It's available. It is awesome. Put in the fan sided code fansided20 at manscaped.com. I've got my new 4.0. It's amazing. I didn't think they could improve on the 3.0, but the 4.0 just gets there. It's just extra smooth extra effective 20% off free shipping with that code fansided20 at manscaped.com they get the new multi-function on off switch can engage a travel lock it's created for people who like to travel but even if you don't you'll love the lawnmower 4.0 the 4000k led spotlight you won't miss 
what you need to get done down there. And yes, the new trimmer even allows you to customize your trim all the way through additional guard lengths with sizes one through four. So every want to go, you've got options with the new Lawnmower 4.0. Manscaped.com, fansided 20. Without further ado, Mr. T. Showtime. What's your prediction for the fight then? Prediction? Yes, prediction. Mr. T. Mark, Mark, how you doing there, brother? I'm doing great, Mr. T. You have no idea the privilege this is for me as a kid who grew up in Chicago to talk to you today. I'm just going to roll right into it here if you don't mind. Oh, Mark, yeah, I just want you to be yourself, Mark, and I want to tell you I am honored. I'm humbled by everything. I don't take it I don't take it for granted, you know, so I always tell everybody I want to earn my, my fans' appreciation. I just don't want to go around so, so like I tell everybody, so there wouldn't be no me without you, so I appreciate you. Now, you go ahead, brother. I'm going to listen for a minute. So I grew up, and I appreciate that, Mr. T. I, I was born in 73, so Rocky Three was prime kid. You absolutely loved it. Clubber Lang terrified me. And I think I was also partly rooting for you at the same time, T. And then as a Chicago and B.A. Baracus, the A-team, I mean, that was the thing. Come on from school. The A-team is on. I wanted that van. I wanted to be friends with Murdoch. I mean, all of it. But I remember, T, you walking into old Chicago Stadium early years of Michael Jordan and correct me if I'm wrong Mr. T but you would show up in like the second quarter fur coat had the chains on yep 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 and, yep and, and, yep and, yep and you, and you two guys with me two guys with you you'd walk out to center court you know courtside seats and basically <laughs> the game would stop because T had arrived and Yep, that is right, brother. We were, we were waiting, me and my brother, we were waiting till the game get started. Then we would come in. We would come in when the Bulls playing Dr. J, when they playing uh, 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 Atlanta with, with Dominique Wilkins and all special games. Oh, man, you're right, man. We had, we had courtside seats. Oh, man, that was wild. <laughs> that was wild, man. That was something. You got a good memory, man. Well, I would, I would never forget it because, like, we people went nuts. I mean, I'm not saying the whole, just to name it completely accurately, the game didn't stop, but there was a murmur. There was an excitement that T was here. Like, look, there he is. There's T. Forget about Michael Jordan, Dominique, Dr. J, Larry Bird, Magic, whoever. T had arrived. Oh, man. No, that was, that was my fun years. That was, that, that was fun. Yes, yes. That was that was the start of everything. Yes. Yeah. Well, that. But, yes. but that was how how long in before then were you in the bodyguard bouncer role? Did you started that in the seventies? Yeah, that was that was in the seventy. The seventy. Matter of fact, we did the uh, the bouncer competition on NBC. That was seventy nine and eighty. That's how I got picked for Rocky. Rocky saw the competition and said, "Hey, that guy's different and he can talk." Then I got called out to do the audition. But yeah, I was bodyguarding in seventy seven, seventy six. You know, because I used to, I was Leon Spinks' bodyguard when he uh, beat Muhammad Ali. No, when he lo- lost to Muhammad Ali, he became champion. Then he came to Chicago for a tour. 
Then he asked me to bodyguard him while he was in town. Then I bodyguard him. Then he called me out to the camp. Then I with him when he was training. Then I I was bodyguard all around Chicago. I would bodyguard people, celebrities when they come in town for a concert weekend or a week. Then I would fly to New York or Miami to be with certain celebrities and certain rich people, you know. And so so I had a reputation, you know. And then after that, you know, and start. You know, after the bouncer contest, you know, things start coming up. And then uh, uh, different different offers and stuff like that, you know, and especially after I got, got chose to do the, play the role in Rocky, you know, and so and everything was history after that. Mr. T's working with Tide today, hashtag turn to cold campaign. We'll get to that in a second, but I just have so many questions about what you just said. First of all. No, you go ahead, brother. You go ahead. Why, why do you think you were chosen outside of connecting with Stallone and that you could talk and you looked physical? Was there any extra little moment in time where you had like a connection like, and you felt like, oh, my God, I'm going to get this gig? Yes, but I'm, I'm going to tell you something strange about that. You know, even before I got the audition, you know, uh, it, back when I was taking about, I was bodyguard Leon Spinks when he, after he was champion, when he lost to Muhammad Ali in the Superdome. Rocky, you know, he, he would go to the fights. He wanted to come to the locker room to see see uh, uh, Leon after he lost. I didn't let him in. I said, no, you got to wait. They said, man, this is Rocky. I said, I know that. But, I, I mean, even before that, I didn't even let his father in. I hadn't met his father, you know, when we were training. Somebody said, this is his father. I said, oh. Then his father came back and told me, he said, I appreciate you, what you're doing, because the other guys that he was, that had for his bodyguard, they would let everybody in, you know. He said, so you're a good man for my son. I mean, that's why, I mean, I was top on my job. You know, I didn't celebrity or not. You know, I said, unless Leon told me you was coming in, then I don't let you in. But we had talked about that after I got the part. But what... What what slide like he told me to call him? What he said he, that impressed him with me was because my story, you know, reminded him of himself because he came from Hell's Kitchen in New York and stuff like that, and he high hard, he worked and <clears throat> to get the script. Rocky going in Hollywood, and he heard my story, you know, coming from the ghetto, want to do things for my mother, welfare and all that, you know, trying for jobs, and people said no, we don't want them. But no, when he <clears throat> When I felt that I had the job, you know, they sent me the script. So at first they wanted Club Lane to be of Jamaican accent and uh, from New York. So then I had bought J- reggae records and trying to talk that Jamaican stuff. Then I called the, the I mean, the casting director they called me and asked me how I'm going. I said, I'm doing good. I bought the bought some uh, reggae records. I'm talking to a lot of Jamaicans trying to get their accent down. So then she had told Sylvester Stallone, so yeah, Mr. Mr. T, he's training. He's preparing for the audition. He bought reggae records and whatever. Then he said, tell Mr. T, forget the Jamaican accent. Tell him I want him to be him. Be Mr. T from Chicago. I said, oh, boy, I got this now. I got this now. Because he want me to be me. He said, just be yourself. I said, I got this now. Because that's why in the movie they changed. It was called Club Lane, the South Side Slugger. So he wanted to be to be me. And that's why I said, use my stuff. Hey, I pity the fool. Because that's some of the stuff I would tell guys at the door when they were trying to rush in when I used to be a bouncer. I said, I pity you and stuff like that, you know. And I was, you know, stuff like that. So, so he said, just be you, you know. And that's what I did, you know. And so and, and, and we work well together. He wanted you to call him Sly. That was that was too- yes. I'm saying tell everybody. Yeah, they call him Sly. You know, I mean, then but in the movie, you know, I call him Hey, bad boy. You know, you bomb. He said, just be, just be mean, mean. Be yourself. I said, okay, brother. You know, boom. And that's what I did. But I've seen. I was. He told me to call him Sly. You know. Yeah, yeah. If Not you- just me. I, tell, I think he told everybody to sort of call him Sly. 
Are are you still friends with 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 Stallone today? If you see Balboa, will you walk up to him like, "What's up, Balboa? How does that go?" He, yeah, no. I said, "What's up, uh, Sly?" I would call him. Matter of fact, we when we used, I used to go to the about three or four, about four or five years ago. I used to go to the Lakers game a lot. And I used to see him. You know, he used to sit down on the on the main floor. I used to sit up in the back of there. Sometimes during halftime, we would meet in the hallway. I mean, around the concession, then we would talk, we would hug each other, and stuff like that. You know. Yeah. So yeah, we cool. Like I say, I have much respect for him. You know, I mean, because I mean, after I got the part, we started training. We trained from. I auditioned for the movie in Rocky in, in October of uh, 80. Then I got to part, then we started training in 81. So we trained from January, February to March, and we started filming. And, he, and I had told him, I said, when we start training, I said, for whatever reason that you pick me, I said, I'm going to give you 150% every day. Then he said, I know you will, T, I know you will. Because I knew he was taking a chance with me. I never acted before, but he liked it, my style, my energy, you know. And I remember also when we were training and some of the people was, People around the studio said, we got to send him to the T to acting school. He said, no, don't send him back. Don't touch him. He said, because you touch him, you mess him up. I want his rawness. So that's what it was. I said, that's what he got. So we became cool. You know, I have much respect for him, you know. Did you come up with the line prediction pain? Was that, like, in the moment? Because it's no, – that- Go ahead. No, that no, that was his. But I pity the fool who came for me because actually it was a, a blues singer, you know, Bobby Blue Bland. He said, "I pity the fool don't fall in you about, you know, about uh, a, a man falling in love, not whatever a blues singer, you know." And then also, <clears throat> me being spiritual, you know, I found pity in the Bible, you know, pity a lot in the word fool. So you put it together, pity the fool, you know, you don't want to hate the fool, you pity him. You know what I mean? So, you know, you feel sorry. That's a, you're showing mercy. So anytime if I pity somebody, when they, you, you're showing mercy to them, you know. So pity is good. You know, that's why I use pity. Yeah, I, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, there any, is there any fools that you pity today, Mr. T? Or anyone that comes to the – Oh, yeah, I always pity fools, you know. No, I, I don't want to name names, but matter of fact, you know, I down the line there'll be a lot of fools that need to be named. But no, I, 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 I pity. I, I always say I pity the fools that don't respect his mother because because I'm an old-fashioned, you know, overgrown, tough, Bible-quoting, butt-kicking mama's boy, you know. So I pity the fools that don't love and respect his mother. That I do, you Th- know. That that is just one of the greatest lines I've ever heard anyone say. I just loved it, uh, Mr. T. You're you're the greatest. Let me let me go back to uh, your childhood idol, right? As you mentioned him before, you were talking about Leon, but your your chi- Leon Spinks, but your childhood idol was Muhammad Ali, correct? And you end up being his bodyguard. Right, I've been his bodyguard too. Let me tell you that that happened when I was in high school. You know, I, I was a state wrestling champ. He came to my high school, teacher Norm, and he came to my high school. I said, "Wow!" Then he got on the public address system in the uh, principal office. Then he said, "I want the baddest cat to school to meet me in the gym." Then my teacher let me out, to, let me out my class and meet him in the gym. And oh man, it was just unbelievable. There with Muhammad Ali, I, I knew all about him. I knew the Olympics. I wrote stories on him. I wrote you wrote essays on him, you know, and all the stuff, man, history stuff. Man, you know, for them to not beat him in high school. And then <clears throat> another, another interesting part, in the movie Rocky Three. you know, Rocky House in the movie, that was actually Muhammad Ali's house in real life. 
Wow. Like, when we was filming on the set, we had went out. He's like, we went to get a burger and whatnot. But we were old time. Then I tell how my life interacted with him, you know, in high school. Then in Rocky. Then, I mean, before Rocky. Then became his bodyguard. Wow, man. It was just... It was just, it was just special, man. My life is complete, you know, man. The, the bodyguard him and keep focus on him. I mean, he had already had other bodyguards too, you know. But when I came along, I said, man, it was just unbelievable, you know. And so it was special. It was special. I mean, I'm a huge Michael Jordan guy, and he gets the whole goat conversation with, with, uh, you know, when you talk about basketball. But as far as like overall athlete at the top of his game, impact in life. I mean, there is no greater goat than Ali, and you got to be, you got to hang with him. No, no, it's not because he was more than just a fighter. He was, he where he said his body and stuff like that. Even though he was a Muslim and I was a Christian, we didn't conflict, you know, because I said, "Here's a man." I mean, that's why you know he, he he means so much to me because he put his life on the line. He said, "No, I'm not." He said, "I'm not going to Vietnam." He said, "The Viet Cong never called me nigger." He stood up. He said, "No, I ain't gonna fight. I want righteousness." And you know, how many guys nowadays they have to say, "No, the certain." And my mother told me, that. "She said, son, there's some things money can't buy," and he stood on that. He said, "No, I can't go over there and just say we can't live in peace here." You know, we can't vote here, but we want me to fight over there and all that. So now, even though people didn't like him then, now they say, oh, wow, he was great. Because the rich, rich white kid, they can go to Canada and, and, and England to avoid the drought. He stood up like a man. He said, no, I'm, I'm a minister. You know, uh, I'm a Muslim minister. I shouldn't go. I can't take up a rifle, you know. And so, I mean, he's a man of principle. He stood up for that, you know. He said, no, I pass on the money, but I ain't going to do this here. Sure, there was, that was other fighter. Joe Frazier was tougher than him. But like I said, other fighters, what they didn't ever stand. They didn't stand. No, they didn't have a principle. They wasn't. They was afraid to speak out, you know. And so, and that's why I loved Ali, you know. And so, man, it was just special. Yeah, and I just want to follow up on that because at the time, this country, let's just name it, they hated him. They thought he drafted. Right, I know that. That's what. That's what I'm saying, because here you take a stand against that. See, a lot of guys, they go along to get along. Ali didn't. He made a stand. He said, no. He said, I want to help the poor people. And from Ali, like I said, for my own success, that's why a lot of times I would go to different neighbors. I would go down to the poor area. Ali taught me that. He would go into the ghetto areas and stuff like that, you know, and talk to the winos, the dope addicts, the prostitutes and all that. That's why Ali, he got me on, you know, going to the homeless shelters, going to visit the people that struggle out on to help them to inspire them. So all that came from Ali to feed the hungry, do the stuff, and to be righteous, give them, give them hope, you know. And and you've carried that with you, and I'm sure you had it in you too, Mr. T, going all the way back. But I know that you know one of the things that people talk about with you, you don't wear the gold chains anymore because when you went to help out in Hurricane Katrina, you felt like that just wasn't going to be you anymore. So this is something that you you were doing back then, you're doing it now, you're doing it today. Right. And, and and that's right. Like I say, you know, I wanted to go to reflect a certain thing back then, but like I said, I felt it would be insensitive and disrespectful for me to help the people in Katrina. Then I'm wearing the gold, say, look at me and all that. See, my goal was never about saying, hey, I'm rich and you poor. My goal was making a statement about slavery. I said, I said, when we came from slavery, we would shackle by our neck and wrist and the ankles and steel chains. I turned those steel chains to gold to symbolize the fact that I was still a slave, only my price tag was higher, you know, because I didn't feel great because I could ride around a limousine and people starving, people 
people suffering. Then when I saw the people suffering in Hurricane Katrina, I said, no, you know, and I gave up a lot of the gold, you know, to my churches so they can buy food for stuff. And I don't really let the, my mother told me not to grandstand, so I don't like to really talk about that, but I just wanted to help, you know, it's, it's more than just saying, hey, everybody look at me, I have to give something back. And that's who I am, you know. T, you're the greatest. I, I only got a couple more minutes with you, but let me just try to squeeze in a couple more here. Give me, a, give me a WrestleMania memory. Were you and Hulk close? Were you close with Roddy Piper? Who was your guy? No, me, me and Hulk Hogan, you know, we was close because we teamed up. He taught me a lot of the stuff about wrestling and stuff like that, you know. told me, you know, uh, uh, not to panic with certain stuff. And, you know, he said the crowd going to go wild when we get ready, when we did the WrestleMania. He said just contrary to what we rehearsed, so, you know, don't forget stuff, you know. And, I mean, some people forget that I was a wrestling champion in high school. I was a, I took a third in state at Dunbar Vocational High School, you know. I was a two-time wrestling champion at Dunbar, city of Chicago, you know. So uh, we used to have the championship at Navy Pier. So I knew how to wrestle, you know. I played football, you know, So, but I had just learned to do the professional wrestling stuff, you know. So, But now, like I said, I'm honored to be where I am. I'm thankful. I'm grateful. Think, think about you're a guy at Dunbar High School. You're wrestling. You're coming up in the world. You're changing your last name to T to respect yourself, respect your people. It had to be a huge change from I'm this 18-year-old kid to now I'm, I'm Mr. T, and people are looking at you, particularly white people, let's name it, a whole lot different than they were looking at you when, right. you, were, when you were 18, right? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, like I said, you know, and like I said, you know, like I told people, I said, I changed my name to Mr. T for respect for my father because I've seen a black man, i seen my brother come back from Vietnam, a Marine, they calling him boy. So I questioned, what do a black man have to do before he's getting respect as a man? So then I changed my name to Mr. T, so the first one everybody's mouth would be Mr. That's the sign of respect my father didn't get. Another black man, so it's a different thing. But now, like I said, so first they see, look at that wild looking whatever with the, with the mohawk. Now, oh, that's Mr. T, the guy with the gold. Then they know what most important about him are that is substance behind that. When they hear my rap and say, okay, wow, that I want to feed the hungry, that I grew up in the ghetto, but the ghetto didn't grow up in me, that I love my mother, that I never robbed nobody, I never raped nobody, I never snatched nobody's purse. You see what I mean? And that's an honor. I, I, I remember when I got invited to the White House when they did the security clearance, the background on me. Check me and say, wow, he grew up in the ghetto, all that stuff, he never been to jail, never did his here. Why? Because I loved and respected my mother. I wasn't afraid to join the gang or go to jail or nothing like that. But my mother didn't want to do it. My mother scrubbed floors. She didn't scrub floors so I can be a thug, so I can break into somebody's house. So that's my rap. So if I can save one kid from the game, if I can save one kid from the drug element and whatever, that's what it's all about. So it didn't bother me what people think about me and stuff like that now. Nah, but when they really think, say, wow, when they get when they put aside the, the gold and the haircut and all that, they say, man, this guy is about something. He's telling kids to be good, listen to their mother and stuff like that. That's who I am. You know, then they say, wow, I've had people come up to me and apologize. Say, Mr. D, I want to apologize because I had you wrong. I thought because you wore the gold and all that that you were stuck on yourself. But no, you were a good man. I say, thank you. You know, and so that's what it's about. If I turn one person around, that's what it's all about. Mr. T, it is rare that I am this excited for an interview, and it's even rare that after the interview it over-delivers. This was a pleasure beyond pleasure talking to you. Congratulations on an incredible journey. You're a hero. 
Mr. T. F- truth all day. And let, let's oh, thank you, brother. Let's let's just get give me why you wanted to work with Tide and turn to cold. And Mr. T likes to wash his clothes in cold water, baby. That's how we do it. Right, that's how we do it. I'm going to tell you the reason why I wanted to wash in cold, but because we're tired, because my mama was using tired when I was in high school wrestling. She used to wash my, my wrestling uniform, my football uniform. I was the football captain. She would wash my clothes in tired. So we was using tired back then. So I was born to promote tired. I told them they got the right man with me because how can you spell Tide without Mr. T? <laughs> wow. You know, Tide can't get no better. They wasn't expecting that. They said, let's get Mr. T. He's tough. And I wash all my stuff. My, and I got to deal with Haynes. I've been working promoting Haynes T-shirt, Haynes tough socks. Matter of fact, I'm wearing Haynes socks now, Haynes brief and T-shirt now. I've been washing my stuff in Tide. I'm probably the only celebrity that even using Tide. And that's the truth. Wow. T, Tide, pity the fool who doesn't we use Tide and cold water, damn it. You know it, brother. <laughs> thank you, man. Thank you. Mr. T, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Shut up, old man. You that chump don't know where I had to come from. Bad boy, your family doing real nice, ain't it? You call yourself a fighter? Prove it not. Give me that same chance. This time I'm going to train even harder. There won't be no quick knockdowns. I'm going to torture him. I'm going to crucify him real bad. This program was recorded on tape for a live audience. No, I don't hate Balboa, but I pity the fool. And I will destroy any man who tries to take what I got. What do you think of him being trained by Apollo Creed? Apollo who? You talking about that old fool, Apollo Creed? Shucks. Do you accept the challenge for a rematch with Balboa? I reject the challenge because Balboa is no challenge. And you better get that bad look off your face before I knock it off. Addiction? Pain. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.